Hello and welcome to Cross Street Coaching. I'm your host, Jason, from Hawthorne Union. This show is designed to be bite-sized information on personal growth, career, and leadership development, and professional coaching. This is Episode 5, What Are My Options? A Coaching Session with Darcy. And we're trying to figure out how people that develop other people, how people that support other people develop themselves. And with me today, I have Darcy. Hi. Hi. And Darcy, how do you like to be introduced? Um, Darcy. <laughs> Just Darcy. <laughs> Darcy. Okay. I think that works. It does work. Mm. So Darcy, let me ask you, why did you agree to come on the show this morning? Um, well, because you've been my coach and I thought that that could be fun. Let's record. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> so what we're going to do today is we're going to do a little bit of a hybrid. We're going to do, obviously, a, a coaching demo, and we're going to talk about our, our show's central topic. And Darcy, as a professional female and balancing her own needs and her life, as well as her professional career, we're going to explore and see where that goes today. Great. How does that sound to you? It sounds great. Okay. So my first question is going to be, what would be most helpful for you today in your life, Darcy? Uh, what are my options? Yeah, what are your options? <laughs> what are my options? I think that's the biggest question for me right now is, you know, we, my family is for the very first time trying to balance career and parenthood. Uh, mm-hmm. We are new parents. And that is an interesting dynamic. It's one we've never had to deal with before. I've literally uh, very rarely had something pose itself uh, against my career. I've always been able to prioritize my professional life and to step back from that and have to reconsider my priorities has been a very interesting challenge over this last year. And so uh, that's a big question for my family right now. What do we do with work and and a kid, yeah. <laughs> like a fam, like a different family dynamic at home? Absolutely. So what are your options that you're exploring? So what I uh, ended up doing is I left my full-time salary job while I was on maternity leave, realizing that wasn't going to be a really good fit for my family anymore. And I went back to contract work. It's something I had experience with in the past, remote contract work. Um, And I've been doing that for the last several months. My current contract, the one that takes up most of my time and supports my family the most, is starting to wind down. I'm I'm done with that in about six weeks. And so the question is now coming up with, uh, okay, so what do we do? Do I continue contract work? Do I try and find something that is more of a traditional work environment? What's best for family? What's best for career? And there's a lot of challenges in that because we're also dealing with child care. Mm -hmm. So we do not have full-time child care. So I don't feel like I could commit to a traditional nine to five full-time position because I don't have anywhere for my son to be during those hours. Um, but I still need to work. I still want to work. I get a lot out of being a professional. And so um, maybe we stay contract, maybe not. I don't know. Maybe. That's where we're at. So you said that the traditional nine to five model is not going to work for you. No, I don't think so. If it could work, would that be something you'd pursue? It would have to be the right position. I know enough about myself to know that traditional nine to five is not always right for me. Mm -hmm. Um, I do really well with remote, flexible 
highly autonomous work. It's the where I get the most and I feel like I give the most. Um, and so it would be it would have to be the right position for me to decide to go that way, okay. even if we had everything in place for me to say yes to that. Yeah, there's still there's still a hurdle. <laughs> and how do you know when you have found the right position? I don't know the answer to that question because I feel like in my professional life, I've thought I found the right positions mm -hmm. before and they end up not being as right mm. <laughs> as you think when you start. And so um, I feel like I've learned from those experiences. I definitely ask different questions in interviews. I definitely, you know, vet an employer a little bit more instead of just allowing them to vet me. I look for that right fit. Um, so I would try and apply those things. But I honestly don't know that, you know, entirely until you get until you get in. Right? Yeah. So you do the best you can with with the information you have. Even with the increased vetting process. Right. You're not going to know until you you're get there. You're not going to know until you get there. Okay. So let me just kind of take a lap around what we have on the table so far, which is you're in a unique position with your family now that normally you've been able to dedicate yourself and put your career first and those things kind of fall into place. But now with the little one, it's changed the dynamic a little bit, and you're looking for what are your options. You had a previous job that that ended because it wasn't a good fit, and that led to you increasing your vetting process to try to find a better fit, and you have a current contract that's winding down, and now you're looking for that next step. Mm -hmm. Did I capture everything so far? That sounds about right. Nothing missed? I think those are the, those are the big points for sure. No stone left unturned. <laughs> So let me ask you, Darcy, what is the ideal scenario for you? Hmm, that's a great question. I think what I get most excited about would be a scenario where I could find really great balance between my work life and my home life. And what I mean particularly by that is some flexibility in my time and mm -hmm. schedule. So especially with a young child, there are times where, you know, they get up a little later or whatever, and you need to be able to manage, manage that. Um, I currently in my current situation, I get to spend a full day during the middle of the week with my son. Um, and I love that. I would love to be able to keep that in place as part mm -hmm. of that balance between my professional life and my work life or my professional life and my home life. Um, I definitely want to be able to support my family. So there is there is a salary slash benefit requirement to that because we are paying for some child care during the week. I don't want my entire paycheck to be going to child care because um, yeah. that wouldn't make any sense. So there there's a balance of how much we're making um, and what we're paying out for child care and what that looks like. And I think there's a particular aspect of the the um, the positive things I get from my work life. So I like the feeling of achieving. I like the feeling of helping. I like the feeling of having those work wins. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that helps me at home like that. That confidence helps me be a better wife and mom um, feeling like I'm doing something good during the day. And so um, there's this this stress slash achievement part that I would want to make sure was in balance as well. The job that I had left previously was more 
more stress and no achievement. <laughs> and so, yeah. um, so that didn't work well at home. Like my, my husband didn't like living with me. I wouldn't have been a great mom in that situation. It's part of the reason that I left. And so, um, yeah, there's, there's some balancing factors there. Um, and I think as I say that out loud, I, I basically want it all. I want to make good money and have a good job and be a good mom and be a good wife and hang out, um, with my son, but also be able to go to the, the office, which I'm putting in air quotes because I don't know that it's going to be an actual office um, and and like what I do. Yeah, that so, sounds all great. Of it, all of it. <laughs> all of it. All of it. <laughs> and, and right now for you, all of it, you said is balance. Balance. Yeah. And then balance led to flexibility, specifically mm-hmm. with your time. Mm-hmm. And you define flexibility right now. What you have is that one day a work week you have to spend with your son. Yeah. And flexibility with time, I think, means um, it's not a hard start and stop mm-hmm. during the day. Um, so if I come in at nine and the next day I can't make it till 10, that's not a big deal. Like that's not something I would have to worry about someone looking over my shoulder and commenting on. Yeah. <laughs> so those types of things are really important to me. Absolutely. So balance, flexibility, mm-hmm. and then not just a time requirement, but also flexibility in when you start your day, how mm-hmm. you start your day. You said you don't want someone looking over your shoulder. Right. That's you said, big. You said there's a support requirement as well, financially, mm-hmm. to make sure you can provide. Yeah. And that you want your work to be meaningful, positive for yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's, is that everything? I, I mean, those, that, those are the things I'm currently looking for or thinking about as I come out of the contract that I have right now. And the contract I have right now is actually a really good fit. I mean, mm-hmm. I love the work. I love the team I'm working with. I like what their uh, their contribution to our community is, which is uh, important to me. It's a good cherry icing on top that mm-hmm. I like that. Um, and I've had an extremely good experience. And so they're moving into hiring someone full-time salary, and that's where I can't go. So mm-hmm. in a lot of ways, it's a good fit, um, but their evolution of the position I'm filling makes it less of a good fit. So I, I feel like the things that you just outlined are what I've gotten from this contract that I would like to take forward into the next position. Absolutely. So do you want to talk a little bit about how you discerned that this was a good fit and how how you were able to f- find out that this is what you want? Yeah. So I wasn't sure at first. Um, I They had a position come open at this organization and my name was recommended to them for what they needed um, in their team. They knew they were going to hire contract at first because the hiring process at this organization can be really long. And so they knew they needed someone to fill the gap now and fill until the permanent position was filled. And so um, I came on to do that work. It sounded like interesting work. It sounded like work I could do. When I first took the position, they were paying well um, for a contract, and I felt like that would be good for my family. They were flexible. They had a requirement for an approximate number of hours for you to be in office, but there is a lot of flexibility for if you can do work outside of the office, which has been one of the things I've really enjoyed. And so over the course of the last several months, working with them, I have found those things I talked about. I am flexible. No one is worried about my schedule, particularly. I've been able to find a lot of autonomy with the work that I'm doing, which is important to me and has kind of highlighted that that was what I was missing in positions that I've been um, 
unhappy with in the past. And so, uh, yeah, it's really it's brought me around to realizing that there are jobs out there that you can be happy with and that can mm-hmm. support your family and you can find these these all these different elements in them. It's just a matter of finding them. And this one just happens to be temporary. Right. So it's like yeah. that temporary, really great relationship that makes you think, oh, yeah, there are really great relationships out there. And this isn't my permanent one. But like, yay, yay, there's something possible for me. And so um, that process has been very important important because the the position I had left previously uh, I felt like had really brought me down it had made mm-hmm. me um, pretty jaded um, in a lot of ways and so to integrate into one that doesn't make me feel jaded and gives me some hope and some positivity has just helped me say okay so what else is out there for me that's good that's good for me that's good for our family yeah and interesting one of the things I, I heard you say is that when you started, your contract position, you didn't know for sure. No. Mm-mm. So what? It was actually the fastest interview I've ever been in. Oh. For a pretty for a pretty serious job. Like they I mean, this is a key role at this organization that they're filling on a contract basis. And I, I walked into an interview, my name had come up and been recommended, mm. and I walked into an interview and they were like, This is what the job is. Can you do that? And I was like, Yeah, I can do that. And they said, What do you charge? And I gave them my rate and they said, Can you start Friday? <laughs> like it was maybe maybe fifteen minute interview. That wow. was it. Um, which was just shocking to me. I, and and I kind of on the spot was like, Yeah, sure. Sure. Like, I might as well try it. Um, And I did. And it's turned out really well. So the vetting process that I'm hoping to go through with the next position maybe wasn't in place (laughs) as much in this particular one. Very interesting. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So one of the things that you said that you were hoping to to get out of this are exploring your options. So after taking a lap and saying, here are the things that I want in my ideal job, Mm -hmm. in my ideal scenario, Right. Balance, flexibility, support, positivity, and then kind of hearing your story about how you learn to appreciate all those things. Mm -hmm. What do you think about your options now? I think I'm I find myself approaching the options cautiously. Mm -hmm. Um, I might even use the term picky about it Um, as I'm reading through current openings um, remotely and locally, I'm looking for some indicators in those job descriptions about flexibility, about support, you know, whether they're publishing salary ranges or they're legitimately saying we have a flexible work environment or we have we offer these types of benefits. I'm really sorting through that um, in addition to the actual job requirements. So mm-hmm. I, I think previously I might have looked at what are you going to be doing in this position? What's the job description? Can I do that? Do I want to do that? And now I've kind of expanded that to saying, can I do that? Do I want to do that? Does that sound like the direction I want to take my career? And what are they saying about themselves as an organization? What are they saying their culture is like? What are they putting in those top few bullet points that they want you to know about them? Mm-hmm. And it is that something that I want to connect with? And so um, I, I am really kind of even just vetting the posting before I decide to spend the time on applying for it. And then the second thing I notice that I'm doing slightly differently is my I'm really tailoring my application because I want the opportunity to talk to them further. I'm not just throwing, 
applications or resumes out there. Like I'm really trying to take the time to say, if I think I'm a good fit and I think this might be a good organization for me, I'm I want to have that next conversation. And so mm-hmm. I'm spending a lot of time trying to make sure I have that next conversation. And I don't know what will happen after that. You know, maybe you get into that interview process and the hiring manager or the recruiter or whatever, like indicate some things that might not be a good fit. Um, but I just I know that I want to have that conversation with them and, and decide if the if we should move forward. Interesting. Mm. What does that conversation sound like? Um, I think it's multi-pronged, obviously getting to know more about what you would be doing on a day-to-day basis, um, clarifying some of those main bullet points that they talk about, uh, their own organization and their own culture and what they're trying to, um, what they're trying to build as an organization. Um, and I think those are important steps uh, and not necessarily I'm in a really um, lucky position in that my partner's job, it supports us with benefits. And mm-hmm. so I'm not as concerned about those benefits overall because I feel really well supported in that. But being able, I think the culture of the organization is really important to me and the job description and actually hearing from somebody themselves, not that perfectly tailored job description that probably went through multiple rounds of edits before it was posted on whatever website, but hearing from someone themselves, like what that feels like, what that sounds like, what the work is like. Um, yeah. That personal interaction. Yeah. There's a, I'm hearing a lot of, of very curious nature mm. in regards to not just what they're saying, but how they're saying it, mm. not just what they're posting, but, you know, also what is what you can discern about the culture of the company yeah. in the language that they use. Right, right. So there's a there's a lot of work on your end, kind of preloading and trying to get to the heart of this company that leads up to that discussion. Mm-hmm. And then after that, you said, "Hey, that's it. Yeah, the rest is out of my hands." Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, you can do so much vetting, mm-hmm. and then uh, you take it or you don't take it, and you hope. That with the information you had, that was the best decision, right? Mm-hmm. Like you just were honest with what you knew. Um, yeah. I I heard back when I was um, in a position that I didn't really appreciate, uh, there was a phrase that we used to say, when someone shows you who they are, believe them. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I'm applying that a little bit. Like I want to give someone the opportunity to show me who they are yeah. so that I can then say, okay, I believe you and I do or do not want to move on with this conversation, <laughs> you know, like, and kind of presenting that at the beginning instead of, okay, this was probably going to be a good position. And I don't actually, I don't totally know what I'm getting into until it's almost too late. So yeah. I'm trying not, I'm trying not to do that. Okay. So what sort of things can get in the way if you're doing all this vetting process and this very interesting quote of when someone shows you who they are, (laughs) believe them, and you can put all this front-loaded work and have a great conversation, (laughs) but what can get in the way of you achieving that goal, that ideal position? I I think there's a few things for me in particular. Um, One, basic logistics. I mean, my family has the situation that my family has. So Mm -hmm. if we are dealing with childcare or we're doing, you know, whatever that looks like, if somebody's on the phone with me saying, well, you absolutely have to have to be available during this time and I know I can't, Mm -hmm. like there's, there is a logistical aspect that's completely 
not completely, but is is significantly out of my hands. And so whatever that looks like. The other part I find interesting actually has to do with information um, that I'm reading in a book right now about our own biases when we talk to people and filtering the information that someone is giving you and maybe not maybe not seeing or hearing everything um, mm-hmm. or wanting to see or hear something in particular. And so kind of um, training your ear that direction. And so uh, I do think there's still a portion of it that just has to be admitted that you're going to, you're going to get information. You're going to process it a specific way. You're going to act on it. And at any part of that could be a misstep. Mm. And so you just you really just have to do the best you can with what you've got and and give yourself that leeway. Um, so you get the information and who knows, was that person um, being deceitful on purpose or not? You know, mm-hmm. or did you not ask the question in a way that they understood you asking the question or does something shift in the organization once you get started that makes that no longer hold water, even though in your interview it was uh depicted a certain way like there's just there's too much i mean there's just too much the sun the moon and the stars right and then finding out that you don't get any like (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah yeah you got nothing you got got, none of those three things none of those three things and you weren't asking for a lot (laughs) yeah (laughs) and so it's interesting you said you do the best you can do and give yourself leeway Mm. so darcy how do you give yourself leeway i don't know yet Mm -hmm. um i don't know yet because the Positions that I've taken most recently have all been good. I haven't necessarily had to give myself leeway. Mm -hmm. I haven't had to look at them and say, oh, this actually isn't a great fit. What do I do now? Um, Because they've been fine. And so uh, I don't I don't know what the new answer is if you find yourself in a different situation. Yeah. Anything you could try. I mean, one of the things that that I like to bring up is. You know, you may have driven so many times successfully on the freeway and you're Mm -hmm. like, I don't need that spare tire anymore. (laughs) (laughs) But obviously we bring those things. We bring a spare tire for the in case of emergency break glass scenario. Right. And I'm interested if you have just if anything comes up as far as if you were to give yourself leeway or you needed that, what could you call upon? Hmm. That's a great question. Um. I think one of the things I started processing before I left my more traditional role was taking some of that stock and some of that um, enjoyment just out of what I could control instead of the things that I didn't have control over. Mm -hmm. So being able to see my own work in my own position through through true eyes and take some pride in what I was able to do, even if there were things happening around me that I didn't like or that, uh, but I couldn't control. Mm -hmm. And so I, I don't know that I got a hundred percent into the practice of doing that before I left that position, but I do recall that being a strong lesson during that time that I could be proud of the work I was doing, that I could take stock of, of what I was accomplishing and how that further supported my career and my family. Um, and that I could just acknowledge that there were things that I I wasn't able to. I I don't know if it controls the right word, but there were things that were just outside of my hands. Yeah, I was going to say if you figured out how to one hundred percent master that skill, 
You know, we we could really write a book, start <laughs> no, a course. No, no. <laughs> it's the mind, the mindfulness of where you really are, and practicing that mindfulness. You know that, um, yeah, and just being very, just being very aware of what what you're doing for yourself and mm-hmm. your family, even if you know there's a tornado around you, yeah. you you've kept yourself and your family safe. Hopefully. <laughs> Otherwise, it's going to be a nice sequel to The Wizard of Oz. Right. There you go. <laughs> so interesting. And and you said that even though there have been no tornadoes, as you say, around mm-hmm. you, mm-hmm. you don't you haven't had to call upon that skill. You're just going to leave that one in the back pocket. You know, I feel like I've. No, I mean, I feel like I have been extremely lucky in the last few like few work environments that I've been in. Um, in that I, I'm working with phenomenal teams. I'm working with great managers who are very, very positive, very appreciative of the work that I'm doing. Um, I'm working in, uh, I am working in a situation where there are decisions being made that I might not agree with, mm-hmm. but I'm in such a role that those things don't have a long-term effect on me. Like I'm a contractor. So if you make a decision with next year's budget that I think might be wrong or whatever, it doesn't actually affect me. Like I'm not going to be there to have to deal with that fallout. And so there's a boundary there that has really helped me take stock of what I'm doing and what I can accomplish and what I can give to an organization. Be proud of that work. Be proud of the success of that work. Um, and and then stop mm-hmm. at that and and not have to think, oh, but could I have convinced them to do something differently with the budget for next year? Could I have convinced them to do something differently with these other resources? Could I? Because my my job is not dependent on that and in this particular in the particular roles that I'm in. My job's not depending on that. My job is only dependent on the work that I do. And so um, it's been it's been an interesting difference moving from a position where I could see um, things that maybe weren't going to be beneficial down the road and they would affect me down the road and being frustrated that I wasn't being set up to succeed down the road mm-hmm. where now I I mean, I succeed now. And in today's work and tomorrow isn't mine. Yeah. I don't have to own it. I don't have to do anything with it. So it's beauty of contract work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It yeah. sounds rather nice. Yeah, it is, rather, it is rather nice. It is rather nice. Is there any other way to have that healthy boundary and have that healthy separation other than just knowing that that you're not going to have to clean up that mess tomorrow? I mean, I think there obviously would be a level of that mindfulness you could apply at any time, mm, right? That yeah. you you know you take most stock in what you are able to accomplish, do have control over, and realize that there are other people trying to make the best decisions they know how, for whatever reason they're making those decisions, whatever those motivations are, that you might not know or be able to decipher. Um, and... And that you get to stop there and that if something goes awry, then you explore other options and that's okay to explore other options. And that there it doesn't mean that you are disloyal. It doesn't it doesn't mean anything about your character. If you look at a situation and say, this is no longer a good fit for me or 
I see the ship sinking. (laughs) I'm going to bail. That's okay because you have other reasons to make those decisions. You have other goals you're reaching. You have personal support. You have your family. You have all of these other reasons to say, I'm moving forward now. And, um, and that's okay. That's just okay. And I don't know that I knew that before. I think I thought I was supposed to stay on the ship and bail water. Like that is my role. And to admit that that's not my role anymore. Like my priority is not saving someone else's ship. My priority is being with my family and and keeping them supported and having a career that supports us well into the future. And that that might mean that might mean bailing ship sometimes. Yeah. So your role has changed. Your mm-hmm. family's changed. Absolutely. Has Darcy changed? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, 180 degrees. Is that an appropriate thing? <laughs> so I'm, I'm 360 degrees. I'm back where I started. No, <laughs> 180 degrees. I think the prioritization that comes with having your first child is something that someone can tell you about. But you I don't know that you can fully realize it until you're looking that child in the face yeah. and thinking, Oh, God, I want to provide for you. And I want you to have every opportunity that you can take advantage of in the future. And I'm going to make decisions now so that if there is an opportunity in the future, we don't have to say no to it. You know, like I, we, I did the best I could to set you up to fulfill your potential and be everything that you can be. And that that kind of means that I might look at someone else and have to say fairly frankly, you don't matter that much anymore. (laughs) They matter more, you know, like they matter more. And maybe prior to having a child, the, the prioritization was different. And so the decisions I made was different, but now, now it's, it's so much clearer. Yeah. And it's interesting. You said that with a smile on your face. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry, you don't matter. I don't mean that in a bad way. You're just you're just not high enough up on the totem pole to like affect my decisions or make me feel guilty for what I you know how I interact. Very in this, curious in this position. Yeah, so, yeah. So you didn't know what your priorities were going to be until you're looking the child in the face, mm, and yeah. didn't know that the job, the contract job you have now, was going to be as awesome as it was right. until mm-hmm. you got it. Mm-hmm. So, Darcy, what are your next steps? Um, just try and find something that I hope will also be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, that's all, you know, and, and take mm, take what I've learned this last year and realize what really works for me and that that's okay. You know, that it really, it works for my family to seek out something flexible. Yeah, And it works for my family to seek out something that would allow balance in the way that I think is appropriate for my family Um, and to not worry about the fact that sometimes those positions, you know, if somebody presents you with a position that doesn't fit that, that that's okay. And you move on to something else. And I say that understanding that it is a luxury, that not everybody is in that position. Not everyone can be picky. Not everyone can wait longer to find the right fit. Um, I'm very grateful that at this moment, I can take advantage of the luxury of seeking out something that would be good for my family. Um, And that, um, yeah, just aware that I shouldn't squander that. Yeah, it is. It is a a privilege. It's absolutely. Yeah. But it took a while to get here from what I'm hearing. 
yeah. is that there was a, a lot of steps on the way mm-hmm. in order to not only realize specifically what you want, but to be able to feel advantageous that you have the ability mentally mm-hmm. and in practically to be able to leave, like you yeah. said, logistics as well. Well, we learned we learned that a bit with my husband. Um, we we became convinced prior to having a child. We became convinced that the position he was in was not a great fit mm-hmm. uh, in a number of ways for our family, and we decided that he would leave that position and search for something new. And what we didn't know stepping into that was that that process was going to take a long time. It took nine months. Wow. And we didn't know that stepping into it. And it, it was a very stressful nine months of not having that second income that we expected and not having benefits that we expected and all of that. But when the position came around that he ended up finding and taking, it was far above and beyond what was good for our family. And the way it's able to provide for us and the way it's able to support us is way beyond what we imagined it to be. And so I'm, I kind of want to take a chapter from that book and be able to say we could have at any point in that nine months stepped back and just said, just take anything, just take anything. Um, but that anything wouldn't have put us where we're at right now. And and hanging on a little longer in that hardship made it so that we stepped into you know, that next level where now I'm privileged enough to hang on to find that really good thing because he's able to support us so well. And so, um, it I, again, I know that not everyone can be in that situation. I know we were forced into waiting longer than we would have liked, but it was worth it in mm-hmm. the end to wait till he found the really great fit for our family. And so um, I would just like to offer my family the same thing. Yeah. I'm really hoping. No, actually, I know. I know you'll find it. <laughs> With that much conviction and being able to smile and pe- mm. tell people, you don't matter. Sorry. It just, just doesn't matter yeah. that much to me right now. <laughs> so I really wish you well. And thank, thank you, you for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. Before you wrap up, mm. what are you taking away from our conversation today? I Talking through it in this way really does help me set that goal, right? It, it, yeah. It's that vision that's a little clearer. Uh, I think walking in today before we started recording, I was maybe like, well, maybe I'll do this or maybe that. I'm not really <laughs> sure. But actually sitting here and being like, no, like I can take advantage of the situation we're in, be grateful for it and move into something right. Yeah. And that is the goal at this point, move into something right for us. You and can. so, yeah, I, I, I see that a little more clearly. Yeah. And we're having an abbreviated session today. So obviously, sure. I would challenge you to make a, a more specific goal. But it sounds like you're exactly where you need to be, Darcy. Mm. Thank you. And thank you. For, That's always good to hear. Yeah, good, <laughs> thank you for sharing your time with me and, and with you. the show. So where can people find more about you or more about what you're working on? Because they want to see when you hit that success. Oh, uh, I don't know personally, but I am involved in a few things uh, in the community that people can follow. I Mm -hmm. co-host a local podcast. You can look up The Little London Show. um, And I also help run a sweet recording studio. (laughs) So you can look up R&D Studios um, and kind of follow along with things that are going on there. Yeah, R&D Studios is where we also record Crushy Coaching. <laughs> All right. So we're going to leave it there for today. Thank you so much. And until next time.
Thanks for tuning in. For more information on Hawthorne Union, you can go to www.hawthorneunion.com or reach us at info at hawthorneunion.com. 